Hello, and welcome to Words of Comfort and Joy. I'm Catherine Carr, and I'm glad that you've joined me today. Today I'd like to talk about a subject that is probably a common one for most of us, if we're honest, and that's the subject of temptation. Many times we feel tempted to do things we know we shouldn't do. Most of the time, it seems like these temptations are temptations to do stuff that seems maybe even fun or exciting or, you know, otherwise known to us as dangerous. Sometimes these are dangerous things, actually physically, but sometimes they're also dangerous. And most of the time, I would say, They are dangerous to our spiritual health and our spiritual life. When we think about things that tempt us, I think a lot of people think of right away uh, food, maybe yummy foods, um, chocolate cake or something along those lines. Oh, it's so tempting. I know I shouldn't have it. It's too many calories or whatever. But in truthfulness, yes, those temptations are not so good because they're not so healthy but those are not necessarily temptations that would be considered as dangerous as others I mean unless of course you're having a physical problem that needs to be you know monitored where you shouldn't have lots of extra sugar or something but I think sometimes we joke about temptation in the sense of thinking it as harmless as an extra piece of chocolate cake. In reality, temptation really comes to us of things that are much more dangerous. In 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, He will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. I think sometimes people take this verse farther than it should. I think people say things like, Oh, God's not going to ever give you more than you can handle. Um, It's not exactly what the Bible talks about. God will allow things, but he also provides a way of escape, as it says in 1 Corinthians, that you may be able to endure it. Now, there are other verses, of course, that talk about God taking care of us and being there for us. But when we think about temptation, I know we pray in the Lord's Prayer, and lead us not into temptation. Well, Obviously, God does not lead us into temptation, but the way the wording goes, it makes us sound like we're saying God leads us into temptation. According to Luther's small catechism, what does this mean? God tempts no one. We pray in this petition that God would guard and keep us so that the devil, the world, and our sinful nature may not deceive us or mislead us into false belief, despair, or other great shame and vice. 
Although we are attacked by these things, we pray that we may finally overcome them and win the victory. First Peter tells us to be sober-minded and be watchful, because your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. There are many times when things of the world tempt us. Many times we are tempted not to pray, not to attend church, not to feel connected to God. Now I realize that many people cannot go to church right now because of the virus, but the many people also are able to worship by means of online, or I know at our church, our pastor even puts his sermon on the phone so you can call into the church and press number six and you'll hear his sermon from the week. And maybe other churches do the same. We need to stay connected to God and not be tempted. And I think sometimes we feel tempted to be feeling forsaken, especially during this time. I think it's very easy to fall into despair, to fall into the temptations that would lead us to look at other means of salvation. Now, I don't mean other means of salvation as in your final salvation, which hopefully you are secure in your faith, knowing that God has redeemed you and loves you. But I think many times we look for a saving of our despair through other things. Of course, like I said earlier, the common ones people think about would be food, alcohol, drugs, pornography, all kinds of evil things that so easily are available and may even give a temporary feeling of, I don't know, like you're okay. But sometimes that feeling is so temporary that then you're driven to fall into that temptation right away again. These things are very difficult, and obviously I'm talking about things that need to be taken care of through a professional counselor if you feel like you need to, or your pastor, or somebody who would give you guidance and strength. But for those of us who feel these things just on a daily basis and then feel despair over what's happening in the world and what's going on with everything, it's so easy to try to forget our troubles and, you know, drown our sorrows as it would be if you listen to some of the country music or something that says to, you know, take away your sorrows through drinking or other kinds of living. But those things actually just bring us more trouble in the long run. There is hope, though. There is hope. There is hope that God can and will, as it says in 1 Corinthians, that God will provide 
a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And so may this hope bring you comfort and joy, knowing that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. We hear in Romans 8, as Paul writes, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation, which at this point I think we could think that even temptations could be included here. Okay, back to Romans. <laughs> Nothing or anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you for joining me today on Words of Comfort and Joy. I'm Katherine Carr, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.